0: Hello, everybody. My name is Emily Wagner. I'm the Curriculum Specialist uh, for the Social Studies Department here in Lily Summit School District. And I'm really excited to bring in some friends today to talk about opportunities with entrepreneurial projects uh, for real world learning. So having said that, I will hand it over and, um, and then I've got some questions we're going to pose with our with our panelists.
1: Awesome. Um, My name is Helen and I'm working on a field trip project through the William T. Kemper Foundation. Um, I have been a part of this journey this year to start the Learning Collaborative um, and we've really taken this distance and different learning time to uniquely approach how museums can be integrated into curriculum. So we've done a lot of rethinking about how our cultural partners around Kansas City can utilize um, classrooms and how they can engage students in uh, really authentic learning.
2: My name is Ovi Yoganet I'm assistant principal at Lee Summit the high school. And uh, I've also been working alongside of these two lovely individuals and just kind of help bridging the gap um, from the education side and partnering with museums to think of innovative ways that we can connect and reach out to our students.
0: Excellent. Thank you both for being here today. We're really excited to hear from you. How can working with museums provide a way to build skills, experience, and more importantly, community?
1: Yeah, I think museums are it's often underutilized in libraries and kind of all of the um, arts and cultural institutions that we're so lucky to have here in Kansas City, we don't look at as much as the career exposure that they can have. But running one of those institutions, it is, there's levels of nonprofit management, of history, and um, kind of all of the operations that happen behind that. Um, So I think one of the exciting things that um, this project offers and that museums are, I think, um, really getting open to is that opening up their doors to really understand what a lot of those career opportunities look like Um, because a lot of people never get to see the behind the scenes and don't really understand um, that world. So that's one of the exciting things I
2: think about these entrepreneurial experiences. Our society is constantly changing, but you know, our institution doesn't necessarily change as quickly as our society does. But now we have been presented with opportunity and this pandemic has forced us to think of creative ways to connect with our students. And what more fitting way to connect with our students than within our local institutions such as our museums where they have these artifacts, they have these real world learning opportunities that can directly connect with our students and to give them opportunity to close the textbooks, to give them an opportunity to close their computers, to give them an opportunity to leave the four walls of the school building and to go out in the real world and visit these places that are literally in their backyard and to see it firsthand and have a hands-on experience with the museums. I think that is the powerful things that these museums can bring to us. And it gives opportunities for our students to get up, move around, and interact with people who are different than them and learn in a way that they're not accustomed to.
0: I think you bring up a really good point there, uh, Ovi, about this work, this energizing, this new thinking um, and also the idea that I think there's a lot of misconceptions of what schools and communities think some of these institutions have to offer versus what they really do have to offer and vice versa. I I feel a lot of untapped potential here. And this time we've had over the course of the past several months has allowed us to sit down and out what there just might be. If we can think a little bit. And that's what I find so exciting about this is that, we literally can do just about anything that we want. We just need to have a little bit of um, creativity and vision and um, permission to think differently. What are the benefits to employers, or in this case, museums or institutions, cultural institutions, for mentoring students in an authentic project such as this? So
1: many of our partner organizations want to engage youth much more effectively. Um, And so they are looking at how can we partner and employ um, through kind of a credit-bearing way young people to help design that marketing outreach, design what's going to work to get young people engaged in history museums and um, libraries and, arts organizations. Um, So I think that's one really exciting thing. Um, And then it's also very much a job shadowing experience of marketing and outreach and how do you design a campaign? How do you implement that campaign? A lot of field trip providers without classrooms coming in and circulating through are thinking about how this time with Students separated from their buildings can be used to revamp that process. Um, So partnering in kind of a value add to the institution to allow students to um, Help just give feedback and revise and come up with what they really want to be learning from these places and that might be um, older students helping design curriculum to be implemented for younger students or looking at you know, getting a tour of archives and saying, this is what's exciting about these archives, you know, like this is what's down here and what we can do with that. Um, so I think there's a lot to gain um, on the uh, museum and partner side. Um, and it goes a lot of different directions in terms of the, the value gain they're getting.
2: And when you look from um, the school aspect of it, the, as our institution, it- it allows us to have an extension of our classroom. The thing that really excites me in my content area or what was my content area from a social studies background is, um, when you talk about history and social science, it made things real, you know, and what for, for students to, it's no longer is it just something that they're reading in the book, no longer is it something that they're just watching on a screen, it's something that they can see in front of them And it really kind of gets, that that starts your general uh, critical thinking. Um, um, So it's the extension of the classroom no different than what a Chromebook can do for a student and allows uh, teachers to infuse technology into the classroom. Now we're bringing in these artifacts into the classroom and we're given a different perspective. And that's all we need sometimes, you know. Now the student can pause and doesn't necessarily have to listen to the teacher, but they can listen to this museum director, can see these artifacts, can get their hands on it, can interact, can get a more in-depth story. You can get the professionals in on them talking about these artifacts that these students are working with. So now it's not so much that I just read about this, I actually saw what this looks like and I got a more in-depth touch. And it's infused in the arts, it's infused in the libraries, it's infused in the museums. It's these things that these kids know about, but they've probably never been inside of them. So now that they go inside of it and they see what this can do, it's like, hey, I like that. Can we do something like this again? And now we've created a partnership. And now the student might go home and tell her parents or tell her little brothers or their older siblings, like, hey, why don't we go check this out? Why don't we go do this? And um, once you see how it energizes the student, us as an institution have to take that and give that feedback to the museum and like, let's continue to work together. I like how my students were engaged. You gave me a different perspective of my lesson plan that I'm not able to provide for my students. These museums have resources that schools can't, literally cannot have. And so it's, it's allowing our students to kind of get excited about what they're learning about and actually see it, work with it and um the the possibilities are endless if we can open our minds to try open our minds to trying something new uh something that's going to engage the kids allow them to get up allow them to move allow them to get out of this institution that they come to and that they normalize as something that's not fun but now we're showing the ways that we can have fun we can get our community involved and we can provide a safe um fact driven, reliable sources, education for our kids. I don't see how anybody can be upset with that, including the kids themselves.
0: It is empowering students to engage in ways that they're comfortable with and that doesn't always have to look the same. That kind of brings us into the last question that we were gonna discuss with this, um, which is museums are places that want to give voice to a community. What are ways that students could partner with these institutions and how can this impact?
2: Uh, the a community at large. When you think about the events that took place in uh, 2020, specifically the summer, specifically with race relations and um, the the snowball effect that that has on our community and that works its way back into schools, it can be a little nerve wracking, nerve an for uh, educator to talk about those things, especially if they don't feel comfortable themselves talking about it. It doesn't mean that we don't have that we shouldn't talk about it. You know. These students internalize those feelings deep down inside, and teachers do as well. So how can we have an effective uh, discussion about the events that took place, the events that are happening in these kids life without making someone feel uncomfortable, without someone saying the wrong thing or just finding the ways to get a kid interested in it when there is a lack of distrust, maybe towards their teacher, maybe towards their peers once again, you have these libraries, you have the art, you have these museums who can help facilitate those conversations. And um, for example, um, you, you talk about the racial tension that took place throughout the United States, and you talk about the impact of sports, which I think people found out that has a bigger pool in this nation, uh, more so than people were willing to give it credit for. But, you know, those are, Two conversations that people may not know how to facilitate, but just think about the power in uh, taking your class to the Negro League museums here in Kansas City and talk about that—the fact that hey, these people once lived in a time where you could argue that was much worse than what you're going through right now. Without none of the technology, and they felt very isolated, and they didn't get along with people who looked like them. But at the same time, they were—they brought together for a common goal, which was to win a sport. Are to talk about that it was bigger than sports so now when you see the LeBron James it's not just sh- shut up and dribble basketball you can think about the impact that Jackie Robinson had and how he paved the way for people like LeBron James and that this is bigger than sports these are the livelihoods of the people that we're talking about so if you're a sports lover now you're like oh uh, I'm talking about equity during the school hours with something that I enjoy as a baseball player, or if you're not infused with sports, you're saying that, Hey, I'm driven by equity, but I may not be fully educated on sports, but I'm saying that these go hand in hand. And that at the, at the end of the day, we really got to be unified if we want to ever move forward in any way, shape or possible and going through the trials and tribulations of these athletes, for examples, and talk about their journeys to overcome racism, to overcome equity How powerful is that for students to see that in real life and watch the journey, see the jerseys, recap the games, talk about the impact and what it had. Now, when they turn back and it's 2020, 2021, and they look at sports and they see, I get it now. I get why these athletes feel this way. I get that it's bigger than the color of your skin. I get that this is bigger than money. I get that politics actually plays a role in here. That's something that a classroom probably can't properly execute. You know, when you see it and you see how uh, white people felt, you see how black people felt, you see how the media portrayed the stories and you have this professional at the museum, are you sending it in the arts, are you sending it in these libraries and they're putting it in your classroom now, it's much more powerful than just reading about it. It's much more powerful than just watching a a TV club. You're seeing these people who are expert on these subjects and students have the ability to ask to ask questions, and that gives them a sense of empowerment because it's like, okay, what more can I do with this? And the museums want that because now it's like, all right, how about instead of us creating a lesson for you, why don't you help us create a lesson for other peers, uh, uh, your peers, or other schools? And, like, now a student is not only learning, but they're getting a say on what they get to teach, not only for themselves, for their peers and other schools. Now you're giving them a platform to speak. Now you're giving them a platform to be heard. And think about how powerful that is for your marginalized students who probably didn't have a sense of belonging prior to the lesson. The museum single-handedly provided that for you as a teacher and for your students, and now they feel like they belong. And now what are they gonna do? They're gonna wanna replicate that multiple times over, okay? And so now there is a sense of pride, and now they're learning without realizing they're learning. And that's the ultimate goal that we want as an institution we want to inspire these kids to be a little bit better than when we first met them the museums can help us do that we already fight an uphill battle as an institution with everything that we try to do at the schools we don't have to do it alone the same way we will never overcome racism sexism socioeconomic problems in this country until we start working together well let's stop isolating our museums the arts and the libraries and bring them into our school building because they're already inviting us into their building and if we can unite, now we're inspiring our kids to be a little bit better than we first met. Gives me
0: the chills to hear you talk about all of those possibilities. And so um, we, we're running out of time here. Um, so, Helen, I would like to hear you share a little bit about, because this, this is an entrepreneurial project. So, talk to me a little bit about what maybe some options for that might be uh, from what you've been talking about with your museum friends.
1: Yeah. So, I think with those entrepreneurial projects, I think a lot of them, you know, is what Ovi's talking about is that, like, really highly influential learning, and I think there's also a big level of having agency and having impact. Um, So we talk a lot in the Learning Collaborative about that building sense of belonging through telling stories, and with many roles at museums, a lot of which have gotten cut, unfortunately, in the past couple months. Um, There's not the same number of docents and interpretive planners and educators. So contracting and working with schools directly to give those roles and give that um, influence to young people, I think, is one of the big spaces where there's potential for entrepreneurial projects um, in collaboration with museums. Tell new stories, like find new ways to connect, find new ways to welcome and give people a sense of belonging. Um, so I think the possibilities are really Open ended, and I think that um, museums are incredible. Like my main message from them is they are so open and willing and ready. And if at times they're they're not the best at reaching out and connecting in the perfect way, reach out to them. Um, you know, connect with the Learning Collaborative, and we have a really vibrant community there. Um, but these opportunities are out there, and now is really the time to. Um,
0: strike and push them forward. Okay, well, thank you so much. Any final thoughts before we sign off for today?
2: Uh, my final thought is just, um, we we have to continue to meet our, our students where they are. And the only way we can do that, if we are willing to change, if we expect them to change and adapt to the society in which they live in, we must, we must too change as an institution and be willing to meet them where they are and to accommodate the needs and the requests that they're sharing. And these kids just need a different approach. And I think this is an excellent way. And I think we have to be open-minded. We have to be willing and wanting to mm-hmm. provide the best for our students, meeting them where they're by coming up with some innovative ideas like this to connect with them.